0: Welcome to Building Worthiness. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Mary Patricia Quinn-Liven. And this podcast is all about figuring out how lovable we truly are, and ultimately that we are divine love. I am going to be sharing mostly my awakening journey as an example of how we build worthiness slowly and with lots of mistakes and lots of sidetracks but nonetheless moving forward towards ultimately discovering that we are divine love. And this is a revision of an old podcast and I'm revising it because you know in this journey you you grow and change so quickly and you realise all the mistakes you've made And hopefully with compassion and I certainly have found myself getting much more earthed and grounded and so it just feels like it's time to make a few adjustments. And why I'm calling it Building Worthiness is because it's felt to me for a long time now that worthiness is one of our core human issues and You know, I've worked as a GP for 30 years and the last 12 years just as a therapist. And I know in my own journey towards awakening and resting in God more and more, the key thing that's caused resistance, and resistance is where we are holding back from deepening into love. And and it might even be just at a surface level of a pattern that we want to change or something that feels vulnerable and we don't want to step towards it. And we have this thing called resistance, which is like we just don't want to take that step that we know we need to take. And for me, at this stage of the journey, it's always a deepening into divine love. And it has always felt that the core fear, if you like, is that still somehow there's some unworthiness, that somehow I'm not lovable, that I could be rejected by this essence that I am, which of course is completely impossible because it is what I am. And I think what's really growing for me now is that this recognition that God, spirit, essence is absolutely unconditionally loving. But more than that, it's kind of ordinary. You know, I'm allowed to be, I'm allowed to have anger and fear and resistance and to make mistakes and to get it wrong and to stuff it up and This love doesn't flinch. I had this beautiful realisation when I was sitting in Baranup Forest a few weeks ago down south, and it's going to sound funny, but the realisation was that I know that I can't piss God off. (laughs) And I know that sounds, but that was my realisation, that there was nothing I could do that would stop God from loving me, that... And you can imagine I was probably feeling a little bit resistant at the time, resistant to the journey, because when I'm down south, it's like God is everywhere and it's pulling me in and there's a little bit of me that wants to resist that. So, but the key resistance is this unworthiness. And so that's why I want to focus this podcast on building worthiness. And, you know, so many clients say to me, you know, why do I sabotage myself or why do I keep getting into relationships that aren't wholesome. More. And the core of it is this same stuff. It's to do with a core sense of unworthiness and therefore a fear that it's not going to be okay, a fear that we might get rejected, a fear that we're not going to be good enough or whatever it is that we're attempting to do. So in this podcast, as I share my journey, I hope and my journey has been about building worthiness. I hope that will be a beautiful example for you to build your own worthiness. And I will share in this podcast today a little bit of a rundown of what the rest of the podcast will be about, which is mostly my awakening journey, as I said. But the key is that all of the challenges I've had to face, the patterns I've had to face, the emotions I've had to deal with, all of those things that I'll be describing are how we go about building worthiness and I want to start with the core principle and it's pretty obvious what it is, (laughs) it's love and acceptance and you know if there's one thing I've learned as a therapist, as a mother, as a partner, as a daughter, you know in my connection to nature, if there's one thing that I have learned is that I have needed to get better and better and better at acceptance. It's, you know, as a therapist, for instance, you know, of course there is value in guiding people towards honestly seeing themselves and some noticing their patterns that aren't serving them, be it patterns of thought or behaviour and learning how to see their emotions truly and hold them with great compassion. But the key ingredient always in Facilitating the healing of another is accepting them, is loving them, is loving them as they are. And that's what I was trying to describe at the very beginning you know, this essence, this core divine love. You know how I said, we can't piss God off? Well, that's it. It's a bit like as a therapist, I've got to get closer and closer to, and I'm certainly not perfect at it, but I am working on it, at mimicking that. God like essence, or really, I'm just to be honest, I'm just opening to it and letting it flow through me. But it's yes, okay, perhaps guidance at times, but the core ingredient is this permanent, never stopping background of you are totally acceptable and you are lovable, and that's what heals. And by the way, I've learned that with my kids too, you know, and again I'm not perfect at it and I I don't want you to think that I don't make mistakes and get this wrong and mess it up. I totally do but I'm working on it. And, you know, with my kids, of course they're not perfect like me. They're not perfect and they, you know, have patterns that aren't serving them or my youngest is going through that young adult stage where they like to go out partying on the weekend and stuff like that. You know, the key thing that I've learned, okay, if they're willing to hear a little bit of advice, which mostly they're not, but usually advice is is not that helpful, <laughs> but occasionally I can. I can be firm, okay, I can set clear boundaries about, you know, that if they come over for dinner they do need to put the dishes in the dishwasher or help me set the table or, you know, they need to be respectful and treat me with kindness. But what I've really learned is... That if I focus on building their worthiness, and the way I'm going to do that is by accepting them and loving them as they are, then that's going to bode well for their future. And you'll be hearing more in this podcast about Isaira, or Auntie Jinta, who is someone that I have gone to her retreats and her workshops and since probably 2015. And that has been an absolute privilege for me. But the key thing that she has demonstrated, well, she does rest permanently in divine essence, Christ self all the time. And so she has pulled me in, which is beautiful. But the key thing is unconditional love and acceptance. So yes, there's been times where she's been firm because I've needed it. If I've really been on a wayward path, But there has never been a lack of acceptance. There has always been this background of you are loved, you are lovable, you are acceptable. And if there's anything that is healing me, it is that. And it is because that is also showing me this, what this divine essence that is permanently here with all of us, guiding us, nurturing us, holding us. It is what we are. We are not separate from it. It is this permanent, ordinary, unconditional love. So this podcast will have a a number of sessions, I'm not sure exactly how many yet, but it will be going through the various things that I've had to do to build worthiness on this journey towards awakening. So I grew up in a family, I'm the youngest of five children and my mum and dad, and There was a lot of mental illness in my family. I will talk about that in future episodes. And of course, that was very painful and it created a lot of patterns in me that I needed to work on later in life. And you'll hear more about that in future episodes. But that is certainly one of the first things I learned as a young person when I went to therapy, I think aged 18 for the first time, um, was that I had to start being willing to see myself honestly and to see all the various patterns I had that weren't serving me in the world. And there may have been patterns in my thinking or patterns in my behaviour. And it's tricky, you know, when you first start because your ego doesn't want to uh, take responsibility. It doesn't want to realise that, that in fact, it or I was responsible for the way my life was turning out. And so that was certainly one of the first core things I had to see I really had to honestly start looking at who I was. I had to honestly see my patterns and hold them with absolute acceptance, absolute compassion, but also learn to start to shift them. And, you know, none of us mean to develop that the patterns that we have in this world. They usually come from trauma we've experienced as a child or our difficult conditioning. And so it's just a matter of seeing them, you know, and, and being willing to start to shift. I also had to see my emotion much more truly, you know, I I had to really realize those core human aches, if you like, the core for belonging, the core for, you know, the ache for love, the desire for acceptance and approval in the world and what that creates, you know, how then we want to please people and often aren't authentic to ourselves And then building worthiness is also about seeing our emotions more truly, and you know, particularly the more challenging emotions our fear, our vulnerability, our pain, our hurt. And then on top of that, sometimes anger and jealousy and judgment. And you know, for me, it was a matter of learning to see more truly those emotions and just being able to observe them with great compassion. Because it's when we can own those really challenging emotions with acceptance and compassion that then they are not going to control us and control our behavior. And you know, so often I've seen clients that come have come and told me about, it might be their thought patterns, it might be, perhaps they might have, you know, an eating disorder and lots of difficult thoughts around that. Or they might have a lot of real fear or vulnerability about something or, and when They just tell me, and sometimes it might take a lot of sessions before they've got the courage to tell me, but once they do and they realize that that's okay, that in fact a lot of the human race, in fact all of the human race has these challenges, you know, these fears, these pains, unworthiness, etc., that they're okay, that they're an okay human. It's okay to have whatever issue it is that they think they've got. And even, you know, if there has been behaviours, difficult behaviours from internal fears or anger or whatever or mistakes that they've made, again, it's about seeing all of it with the greatest compassion. And this is how we build worthiness, by facing our darkness and our light with great compassion. And, you know, one thing I know that this divine essence that we are, that is permanently unconditionally loving, that is not reacting to or flinching from in any way what happens in this dream experience. So that even if we have committed crimes that are, you know, have hurt other people, that we are still unconditionally loved. And I, each morning I hold various world leaders that may have been very hurtful in the world And I hold them with that divine love that they truly are, that I know beings like Jesus hold every single human with. So that is a big part of building worthiness, is realising that all the shit, for want of a better word, (laughs) all the shit that we've done is okay. It's not that, of course, we don't learn to work on being more loving and work on being compassionate. Of course we do. But are we ever judged? Never. And there's another aspect of building worthiness that I'll be sharing in this journey, probably in the third episode. And it's to do with, you know, I worked in general practice for 21 years, I think, and then developed very severe insomnia and ended up having to leave the general practice setting. And I started working in this role that I'm in now, which is doing psychotherapy and mindfulness and spirituality one on one in my own business and being able to spend an hour with people and that's been an absolutely beautiful change and I now mostly sleep beautifully except when I've got things to learn (laughs) there's spiritual stuff happening but what I was going to say about that is that that insomnia was very challenging at the time but an opportunity for me to learn to align with my authentic self I really had had enough of you know, the quick general practice, seeing a new patient every 15 minutes. And I wanted to get to the core of it. I loved mental health. So so I had to learn to be true to what I authentically needed to be. And that is a huge part of building worthiness. And even if it means disappointing people or um, having to say no to things or having to move in a direction that feels vulnerable, Certainly if we are offering the value that we are here to offer, you know, if we are really aligning with what we're here for, that will build worthiness. The other thing, of course, is working on presence, which means meditation and breathing and being able to sit in stillness so that we can slowly and steadily access that inner beingness, that pure awareness, which then becomes a source of acceptance. You know, the ego mind is very judgy on the whole. So the more present we are, the more naturally accepting we become of ourselves and of others. Not only that, but it's this permanent source of internal love, if there's anything that really shifted me towards healing it's recognizing that there was this beautiful source of unconditional love within me that I didn't I mean of course I can be vulnerable in the world and ask for support but that I didn't actually have to find love necessarily in the world it was already there and a part of that was learning to connect to nature too and all the support we can find from earth and the trees and the other creatures, the animals, the birds. Not only does nature ground us and take us to deeper presence but also it can be really informative and you'll definitely be hearing about that later in this podcast. And the other thing that definitely builds worthiness is the ability to step through fear. So if we know that something is wholesome but it feels really vulnerable and we don't really want to do it because it could mean, well we don't know what it could mean, (laughs) you know, it might mean a big change in our life, it might mean perhaps some disapproval from others or perhaps it might mean feeling a bit insecure when we're shifting a job or whatever. If there is a direction that we know that we really have a true sense is wholesome and We really don't want to do it because we're scared and so therefore we're limiting ourselves. Well that might be anything, that might just be reaching out for a new relationship because it's scary and we're scared of rejection. Being able to step through fear if we know it's a wholesome direction is absolutely key and that of course was huge for me when I was leaving general practice but gosh it was such a beneficial thing to do. But I'll give you another example It's sort of more minor but I think important to share because I know others will have these same fears and when I first started deepening into spirituality and I was looking for a teacher and I found Isaira who is also called Auntie Jinta here in Australia and when I first went to her workshops or her online satsangs something that came up initially and I think it does for many people when they're looking at spending time with a teacher or various teachers is, you know, the bad press that's been in the world around uh, perhaps gurus who have been too controlling or who have, you know, tried to hang on to people too tightly. So I had that kind of fear around, is it wise to get a teacher? But I have to say that Auntie Jinda has been, well, first of all, an absolute privilege. She has been completely unconditionally loving but she always has said I'm just a guide I'm just showing you by example the way forward and she has never told me what to do in fact I many times would have loved that (laughs) but she's always just been there in the background as an opportunity for me to ask questions of and literally she has shown me by example and what I know of Auntie Ginta is that she really rests in God and she does what spirit needs her to do in service in this world. And so there has been many times where her alternative service has meant that I haven't been able to access her in any way through workshops or online. So there's always been this, you know, go out in the world and learn, <laughs> you know. So I think, I do think it really is important to be discerning and to really choose carefully the teacher that you want to use, or perhaps you may want to use a few different ones. But certainly for me, it's been really valuable to be consistent with someone. And to be honest, I just feel completely blessed that I've had that opportunity. And another thing that came up for me um, early on, of course, I was a scientist. I'd been, you know, a medical doctor for 20 years. And when people start talking about spirituality, you know, I had a lot of fear and doubt and, oh, my God, what am I getting into? And the whole concept of this lived experience being more a dreamlike phenomenon and the truth of what we are being this, this background, this awareness, which... I now know to be loving, but back then it was pretty. It was a bit of a terrifying concept, and I'm not sure it fitted with the science that I'd learn. But of course, now you know quantum physics is very much uh, consistent with what spirituality says. And though I may not get this perfectly right because I'm not an expert by any means, but quantum physics appears to be saying that we can't separate. This world from our observation of it in fact it's our observational perception that is creating this world and there's that experiment called the double slit experiment where they fired the smallest particles photons of light and I think electrons through a little slit and while the particles were not being observed they behaved like a field of pure potentiality And then once they were being observed, they behaved more like matter. So that it was our observation of them that made them behave like matter. And before that, they were just this field of pure potentiality, which is beautiful. That's exactly what spirituality is. And that's what Einstein said as well, that what we think of as matter doesn't really exist. That matter is just energy whose vibration has slowed enough that it can be perceived by our human senses. So I know that now, but I didn't know that at the time. And I remember feeling really vulnerable about this whole thing, what I was getting into, and even having someone that I was gonna use as a guide But what I was feeling was that somewhere deep inside, this was all feeling very true and very wholesome. And I knew that even though there was so much doubt in my head and so much resistance coming up for me, I knew that the more time I spent with Isaira, the more time I spent present, the more I was reading all this spiritual stuff, that I was getting more loving I was getting, I was becoming a more loving parent, I was becoming a more loving partner, I was more accepting of myself. So I remember just thinking well if it's doing that I'm going to hang in there and there's been many times on this journey where I've had so much doubt but always it's been but hang on I'm moving towards love, I'm moving towards openness, things are in my life are working out more beautifully. So it's always just been Hang in there. Hang in there. It's going to be okay. (laughs) And that's been a part of trusting this inner wisdom that deepens as we go along. And have I made mistakes? Yes, I've made heaps of mistakes. (laughs) Some of them quite significant. But that's been a part of me getting more earthed and grounded and um, learning how to listen to that inner voice more clearly It does get easier over time. So I'll just mention that in future episodes I'll be sharing more of my journey and there are some very beautiful experiences and starting with connecting with beings in spirit that had never happened to me before that was absolutely beautiful at Uluru and then beginning to awaken in 2017 and awakening into light with both of those with Isaira absolutely life-changing experience. And that has continued to deepen into oneness, which is what I'm deepening in at the moment. And the various challenges and things that I've had to face and accept and use as opportunities and along the way have all been around building worthiness. and that has slowly, increased my ability to just rest in God, to rest in oneness, to deepen into this truth that we truly are. So I just want to finish by sharing a little reading with you from The Course in Miracles. My mum loves The Course in Miracles and so do I actually and she's got this pack of cards that um, has little sayings from The Course in Miracles And lately I've pulled this one out a a few times and it's to do with worthiness, so I'll just read it to you. Your worth is not established by teaching or learning. Your worth is established by God. Nothing you do or think or wish or make is necessary to establish your worth. So our worth is established by God, which means that We are always entirely worthy, we are always loved, we are always lovable. It's really a much better way of saying that insight that I had in the forest which is there's nothing I can do to piss God off. So just to leave you with that knowledge you are entirely worthy, you always have been and you always will be. So I think that's enough for today and There's a lot more coming in this podcast so I would love you to check out my website which is livingawarenesswa.com and I'd love you to like or subscribe to this podcast and share it with friends and family anyone you think that may be interested. I also highly recommend Isaira and she can be found at isaira.com. Blessings and much love to you all.